Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son, on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 169, April the 22nd of 1995. And this is Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today I'm sitting here with Doc and not Hard Body Harper because um, Harper couldn't join us for this episode. But let's proceed. Doc, he was we just are, um, here. Wait, wait. He was just here. Where did he go? He had to drop. Um, he, uh, he had to get on with his day. He had to get on with his day and go do Harper things. What do you think Harper does at nine o'clock in the morning? Sleep. He goes to bed. Actually, some days he sleeps. Some days he's already working. His 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 schedule is not a typical. You know, Monday through Friday schedule like you and I kind of have. How long would you or I last living his schedule? A week? I mean, I mean, eventually your body would adjust, but it wouldn't be fun going through it, especially if you had to do it, you know, because you got to support your family and whatnot. I mean, eventually you adjust, but it would take a long fuck, time fuck, for your nah, body nah, to fuck, get used to it. No, nah, no, nah, fuck the family, dude. I got to get a job where I can live, man. I can't be <laughs> getting, I can't be staying up all night like that. Jesus. I, I would struggle severely. I mean, it would, it would, I mean, my body's just different. I mean, I'm so accustomed to, you know, going to bed at a certain time, waking up for work. And it's, you know, after 20 years of that, it's kind of hard to, it would be hard to shift. Uh, but, you know. Well, we've had, we had had the last couple of weeks, had the good fortune of having our uh, little buddy with us. Uh, today we won't. And so we're going to have to pick up our game. I'm going to challenge you, Michael, to uh, do a little bit better job than you've been doing in recent weeks because we got to carry the load without Harper here. We got to make this shit entertaining for people. So uh, I'm going to ask you to try to try to do a little bit better than you've been doing. Lace up your working boots and uh, let's have some fun. All right. You can blow me. But anyway, uh, shout out to disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry, our largest patron contributors monthly. Thank you for all of your support. It's greatly appreciated. And let me remind everyone that we are at a new venue this week in uh, Smoky Mountain. New venue. We are at taping number one from Warrensville, North Carolina at Northwest Northwest Ash High School. What? Uh, Drawing 350 people. Northwest Ash High School. 350 people in attendance, if you believe the internet. We have been here wow. I I can specifically remember being here more than once. Um, Twice, three times. So, uh, poor and white, uh, I guess, would be what Doc would call them. What? 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 What did I, I do? Just, I think they're just good, hardworking people. Um, you know, they didn't leave America behind. Uh, America left them behind. And so, um, they're just here to watch their wrestling, man. What? You're the one saying they're poor. I, I, I don't. Well, how do you know that? Have you done any research on this? I just I, I'm I'm playing the odds, pal. I'm playing the odds. Oh, uh, you're just making assumptions about people on based on where they live and how they look. Got it, brother. Brother, I'm brother. I'm I'm playing the odds. You you know that. Come on, man. 
I'm I'm truly paying playing the odds. I was looking for um some some sound drops uh because we haven't been playing those. And I mentioned that a couple weeks back on the NWA show, but uh, uh Well, um so this is the official 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 end of JR because the last week was a recap and sometimes you get a different commentator for those. But uh this is the actual beginning of the uh the the uh, Chip Kessler era. And uh, this is also today marks what will be the final uh, announce booth, announce team for the promotion. Um, which is glorious. Um, the, what? The run. The, 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 well, I, the, we talked about it. The, the Chip Kessler run is not a terrible one. It's... The analogy you gave where you're following greatness and it's very hard, right? It's kind of like when, well, yeah, it's kind of like when Lance comes on for me. Oh, God. Stop. Lance is a good guy. Good fella. Swell fella. So also is Chip, but the the analogy still holds true. Okay. All right. So um, let's get into this thing. Um, Less in... Chip opened up the show, and Les tells us that Jim Ross has or is moving to Connecticut, where his duties are increasing with the WWF. So we get an explanation there. Of Translation, the, bull, the Bell's palsy has cleared up enough that Vince isn't repulsed by JR and will put him back on TV. That's not what he said. You're trying to be mean. Come on, Doc. And... Um, we immediately pretty much go to the first match, which is Bobby Fulton versus mm. George South. Um, I did not recall Bobby Fulton returning to Smoky Mountain after his run during the first year of the promotion, but Bobby Fulton's back and he wins a match against George he South. Me neither. And that now is the longest time between tenures in the promotion. What was the previous longest time, buddy? Probably buddy or, yeah. We have another one coming up in a few months that'll be even long longer, but sort because of. um Bobby left, they were only there like six months, right? Wasn't it like Probably. the first six? I, and I don't want if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But if the point being, it's okay. You're been, used to it. He's been gone since late '92 for sure. And probably earlier than that. And probably earlier than that, because I don't have it committed to memory. But anyway, the point being, I'm not trying to get exact with it. He's been gone for a long-ass time. So, Doc, any thoughts on Bobby Fulton versus uh, George South? Well, speaking of that long time, he looks like he's aged quite a bit. That hairline is is slid back. It's because he cut his hair, too. Yeah. The, 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 um, The long hair, in my opinion, it makes you look younger because... You know, that seems like what, quote unquote, back then young people did. And Bobby always had the, the no facial hair. So I think him chopping off that mullet, I think that really is affecting how he looks. He looks a lot older, but I think that's why. So, okay. you know, OK, so, you know, you got George South in there and he's a salty vet, too. To me, Bobby Fulton looks like a high school football offensive coordinator now. Yeah. And. George South looks like the dad in the stands yelling at him for not playing his kid. Actually, I definitely agree with you. So, 
After the match, they do go to a promo with Bobby Fulton. Doc, I don't have anything from it. Did you? I did. I think you should play this. Oh, okay. I didn't think we'd do that, but here it is. Chip, uh, with me, Bobby Fulton. A good win for you, Bobby. Welcome back to Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Thank you very much, sir. Buddy Landale, Nature Boy, I'm so glad Smoky Mountain Wrestling seemed fit to give me a title shot here last week. You know, a lot of people don't know this. But years ago, Buddy Landell pulled a gun on me in the dressing room. Before he was the nature boy, before I was fantastic. Buddy, I'm here to take that crown, brother. I've got a chip on my shoulder, and right here at Smoky Mountain Wrestling, they like fighting. Well, that's what they're going to see here next week. Nature boy, you've done a lot of talking, brother. And like I said, in a back dressing room brawl, you pulled a gun on me. Well, there's not going to be no guns. There's nowhere for you to run, nowhere for you to hide. I can't wait till next week right here on uh, TV, Lance. Les. I get so excited, I can't help it. I've known you a long time. Nature Boy, you're going down right here on Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Of course, my friend, uh, where Bobby Fulton goes, uh, the championship titles are uh, synonymous. Thank you very much, sir. You know, the fantastic have a lot of great success. Tag team, singles title, I'm going to get me one. That's Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Buddy Landell, be ready. And there you have it from Bobby Fulton. We'll be right back. All right, what'd you have, Doc? Dude, Buddy pulled a gun on him. That's got to be real, right? I feel like I've heard this story before, and I'm just, I just don't know the, the specifics. But I, even I if it, okay, let's put it aside. Even if it's not real, let's let's play let's play the even if it's not real. God, he said it like it was. He sure did. You know. And what's more real and would would get these people's attention than drawing a pistol on somebody? Yeah. Especially, you know, Budro, who's, you know, filling this out, filling out this heel role really well right now in Smoky Mountain. And um, next to the gangsters, I mean, Buddy's getting a lot of heat for the things he's doing and saying, you know, and look, you got a white me baby face who was really, really loved in the promotion last time he was here. So people know who he is. He's established. He's not with his tag team partner, but I mean, you get the, you get it. And yeah, I mean, when he says Buddy pulled a gun on him, it's like, whoa, 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 you know, so. We'll see what happens. That got, I was kind of listening to it like, oh, well, whatever. And then he said that, and my ears perked up. I was like, damn. Yeah. That makes that that makes you. That's, that's one I of those mean, things. Think about it, man. You, you can do a lot of things to a lot of people and be like, oh, man, I don't know. I messed up. But if somebody pulls a gun on you, that's kind of the end. Yeah, because at that point it goes from like I'm just mad at you and wanting to cause you some physical harm to I'm actually contemplating killing you, and that's why they always say never pull, pull a gun thing. out. Don't. I think Outcast said it best. Don't pull your thing unless you're ready to bang. Yeah, you don't Bump, pull a gun out. Back, on, you better have intentions on killing the person. Is the point? Like you don't just pull a gun out as a measure of. I'm trying to scare you. The intent is I'm I'm going to shoot you. I mean, like, that's, you know, you can't just pull. So the point being, when Bobby says that, it's like, whoa, this is some serious stuff here. He pulled a gun out on him. So whether it's true or not, it's pretty amazing. Any other thoughts? No. We get a replay of the Bluegrass Brawl, and Chip Kessler tells us, let's rewatch the humiliation that Bob Armstrong suffered at the hands of the gangsters when they painted the X on Bullet Bob. So we see that. And then we got some news coming now. Corny is here with the Bullet, and Chip Kessler's interviewing them. And let's hear what happens. This is interesting. Here with Bullet Bob Armstrong and manager Jim Cornette, Bullet 
after what happened at the Bluegrass Brawl between yourself, your teammates, and the gangsters, their despicable actions, I'm told you're foaming at the mouth to get your hands on the gangsters one more time. Well, enough is enough. Now, I've had every type of match, every stipulation, and I'm sick of it. They've had their pick of the matches, and I've cooperated. I've tried to get them down, and I can't do it. But what I want, why don't we just settle it with one match? How about just a showdown match, just to finish it once and for all and get them out of here? Well, wait, wait a minute. I tell you what, see, that's why I asked to be here today. I knew you were going to do this interview. Also, I was there at the Bluegrass Brawl, and I heard what you said that night when the incident was still fresh in your mind. You want one chance to get at those gangsters and have a showdown match where you can not only maybe beat them, but maybe even run them out of Smoky Mountain Wrestling, right? Well, I'll tell you what I did, Bob, and I, if I can call you Bob, you know, we're not on a first name basis exactly yet, but what I did was I went and I signed a little match on your behalf because I knew how anxious you were to get a hold of the gangsters. I signed a match for the Volunteer Slam May 19th in Knoxville at the Civic Coliseum because, as I know you remember, it was two years ago at the Volunteer Slam in Knoxville at that Rage in the Cage match. Everybody out there saw it where me and my men hospitalized you. And now I've got a chance to make that up to you. I've got a chance to redeem myself. I've got a chance to get you a match that you want with the gangsters and get the job done that you want, which is to beat them and also that I want to see. It's a Texas death match. That means that not only does the guy get pinned, oh, you can get pinned 30 or 300 times, but to lose the match, you've got to be unable to continue. And that's the kind of match you want. You want it with the gangsters where you can not only pin them one, two, three, and then get up and walk away. You want it to where they're going to be laid down, face down, right in the middle of the ring, unable to continue, unable to answer the bell, unable to trouble anybody anymore. That's what you want. So I signed that match on your behalf, Texas Death, you and the gangsters. <laughs> Wait a minute, are you talking about me by myself against the gangsters? Well, Don't you think that's kind of ridiculous? Well, no, it's not exactly you by yourself. You're going to have a partner, and uh, I just didn't uh, want to bring that up right now because there's a few other arrangements i got to make, but it's going to be kind of like a mystery partner situation. You and the mystery partner that, hey. that I've, I've signed against the gangsters. Well, that's a mystery to me. Do you mind telling me who the mystery partner is? I'd kind of like to know going in. Well, I, I tell you what I'll do. i got a couple more arrangements to make because i got to make this thing a little more attractive. But when you hear this guy's name, you're going to know that he's the man to take the gangsters out to stand by your side. So i tell you what, if you'll meet me here next week, I'm going to make the rest of those arrangements, and then I will reveal who I've signed to be your partner for the Texas Death Match at the Volunteer Slam in Knoxville against the gangsters, and everything will be rosy. So meet me here next week, and you'll find out, and so will you, Chipper. Cornette claims he'll reveal the mystery partner next week. We'll be back with the white boy and the southern boy right after this. Well, Doc, your thoughts on who's coming in now? Doc? Take yourself off mute. What's up, dude? Can you stop hitting mute, please? How come you don't ever get on Harper for his bullshit? <laughs> yeah, Harper mess up today. Keep going. What are your thoughts on... We got Corny. He says he signed another match. Volunteer Slam. That's who's, the, who's the partner, man? I want to know this week. I don't want to wait. It's a Texas death match. Use your imagination. Bob Armstrong in a, in a mystery partner versus the gangsters. Cornette says he will reveal it next week. So how do you keep someone in suspense? You do that. Uh, you, any other thoughts? I like Bob's Cinemax shirt. Cinemax was always our favorite back in the day, right? Uh, I, I didn't have cable to know. Uh, all I knew, HBO, you had Cinemax, Showtime, but I don't know if I had a favorite. Cinemax is where you could see some 
naked bitches. No, man, I mean, I this is one of those things. It's the ongoing saga. I just I know how this plays out, so I don't want to give away any spoilers. Let's wait till next week and see who the partner is. Yeah, that's the tough part about doing a a, a week by week episodic show like this that we know what's coming. It's um the the level of excitement from us sometimes is is tempered and sometimes is it's hard to I guess sell it because when you know what's coming, it's wow, all right. And the the curious thing would I be would I, that I'd want to know is, and Harper's not with us this week, but I wonder what he think because he's. He, he he does not like the ongoing thing with Bullet Bob and Cornette. He's been kind of salty about it. Would you agree? Yeah. So I, I'm I'm kind of wondering what he thinks, and I'm hoping he can join us over the next few weeks as we as we watch this this scenario and what's about to go down play out. Now, with that said, do you have anything else? No. Let's go to Tracy Smothers Jesus. and the Dirty White Boy. I've been waiting for this for for a couple of years now. Here it is. Gangsters, you've done a lot of damage to the Rock and Roll Express, to the Armstrongs, to yours truly. Now look what you're looking at right here. The thugs. T is for terrible. H is for hell. U is for ugly and G is for jail. Because a thug can't spell. But one thing we spell, that's pain. And we spell it F-I-S-T. you got the Buck Snort Blaster and the Robertson County Redneck, the wild-eyed southern boy Tracy Smothers. And what do you expect them to do about it, white boy? I expect them to stand there and get their butt whooped. Because that's exactly what's going to happen, gangsters. You've been running roughshod around Smoky Mountain too long. So guess what's going to happen, tough guys? It's all coming to a screeching halt. (laughs) The thugs are Uh, (laughs) How great. How great is that? Because <laughs> a thug can't spell. Hold on. That's that's Truly. fantastic. Now look what you're looking at right here. The thugs. T is for terrible. H is for hell. U is for ugly, and G is for jail. Because a thug can't spell. But one thing we. Spe- <laughs> I love it. It's fantastic. Oh boy. What the a thugs. what a what a great moment. And Smoky Mountain, Tracy has brought us his his best line. It's his best thing, and he's got so many. What a tag team here. The two top baby faces in the promotion have joined forces in a tag team. Just so you know, Tony Anthony is 35 years old there. Uh, to go back to the first point you made, the two, I'd say two of the top baby faces throughout Smoky Mountain's run are now a tag team. And they are going to do battle with the gangsters and others. So just stay tuned. We've got some. Yeah. We've got some other things cooking up coming up in the future. But with these teams, but uh, this is, you know, if you're going to stick two people together that the that the people in this area would really get behind, and they're not named rock and roll, it'd be these two guys. So stay tuned, man. Stay tuned. This is good though, Ed. The thugs. I love it. Bruh. <laughs> It's kind of a play on words because, you know, you think about the gangsters being the thugs and like you think about them as thugs and whatever. But Tracy figured out his own version of thugs. Good for him. Man, it's it is fantastic. So we go to the we go right away after Dirty White Boy and Tracy announced they're the thugs. We go to Larry Santo and the Wolfman versus Smothers and Dirty White Boy, the thugs and the thugs win. No surprise there. Doc, any thoughts on this uh, match? 
they needed something new. Both, both, you, you know, you mentioned the two top baby faces, but both of them needed something different. So I like this. They did because Tracy's been doing single stuff for most of his time. You know, white boy as well. Not that they haven't been involved in, I guess, various factions, if you want to call it that, at, at any small points in time. But the the point being, this is how you do something different without reinventing, I guess, yourself. So that's this is this is the a logical next step for these two guys. And then normally, normally, I, when it comes to tag teams, I like seeing tag teams that are that are like the rock and roll, you know, same gear, or even the Fantastics over the years, same gear, the Midnight Express, but. You know, the, the, it works for these two. Uh, it's it's something new and it's a it's new and refreshing, and it's a new coat of paint, and and I like it. So I agree with you. Yeah. So we go then to a promo with Les Thatcher and Al Snow and Unibomb. First, they replay Ricky Morton being injured and the assault at Fright Night on Morton as he was just you know remember the pile drivers. Doc, you got anything from the from the replay at all before I go to the promo? Is there a doctor in the house? Is there a doctor in the house? Right. So, all right, we go then, again, it's a promo. We got um, confrontation with Les Thatcher and Al Snow uh, in the Unabomb. Here it is. When you talk about getting out of control and, and devastating, this man's going to be what? out for some time here, Al. If he's lucky, he'll come back. But I hope he doesn't. Because that was the ideal behind the whole thing, to keep Ricky Morton from ever coming back. I am so sick of hearing rock and roll. That chant goes on and on forever. Well, you know he's going to be back. Oh, he's not going to be back, and if he does, I'll put him out again. And this time, I'll make no mistakes about it. And Robert Gibson, you'll be next on my list. But we're not here to talk about Ricky Morton that in a bad way. I'm nothing. Unibomb is nothing if we're not compassionate and respectful men. Compassionate? Yes, of course. Okay. So what we thought we would do is we would eulogize Ricky Morton. So what I want all you people out there to do, just like you do at home every Sunday, I want you to come near the TV set. I want you to put your hands on it. If you want, put it on the back. That way you can really feel the power in this sermon I'm going about to lay down upon you. In fact, if you put it on the right spot on the back of that TV, you might really feel the power as you go sailing across the room. What I want to do is let you people know who Ricky Morton really was. And in order to do that, I need to throw a few things in the coffin to bury with him and his career. First off, the thing that symbolized Ricky Morton more than anything else, the thing that disgusts me more than anything else, are tag team championships. You'd have to agree, wouldn't you, Les? Come on, Les, pick no, up with Rock and Roll are synonymous with tag team championships. So, the first thing that goes in the coffin is a tag team championship. I don't think we'll throw that in there. Okay, I'm going to stop it for a second, Doc, because I want to say something. I think I agree with you right now on Al Snow that, because this promo is going too slow. Do you agree? I agree. Yeah. Okay. Everything so, in it, Everything in it is good, but it's all taken too long. It's taken, and I, and I, and I, you know, I don't want to put the blame on him because I'm corny is like us when it comes to time. I think he's pretty meticulous, and I think he he said I need five minutes on this, so I think he's slowing it down on purpose. But and that's fine and all. But the problem is it. And here I'll, I'll 
I'll just uh, I'll play it. And we can watch it as it plays. I think it. I think because I've got the notes from it. I think it just starts to go on and drag on. The point is they're trying to bury the rock and roll, right? And it and it gets funny because rock because Snow ends up you know pulling out lingerie and he calls Morton a transvestite and before you know it they end up brawling and then they they bury Gibson in the crate that's behind them because they have a wooden crate you know box. Um, but th- this is it just. It took too. I thought it was good. I just thought it took too long to get to where it's at. Did you have any other notes from it? I, well, when he pulled out the the little nighty and called him a transvestite, I was going to say if this was going to be true to life, and they're burying Ricky Morton's legacy, they might wanted to have tossed a box of rubbers in there. <laughs> What are you, 12? <laughs> I mean, come no, on. No, we had our top five rat bangers of all time, and he was number two, pal. Well, now, true to that. The, 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 and Bobby was on with us for that. He had him at number two as well. The only problem with that statement is, is that he probably didn't use many rubbers, right? I'm not saying nothing. Here, here's when Snow pulls out the night. Not to cheer for. I want you to really know what kind of man you were out there praising as a hero. And to do that, you must understand what that man wore underneath his clothes. And as you can see, Ricky Martin was a closet transvestite. You people brought your children out to cheer for a man who wore women's clothes. Now, albeit, oh, come on I've, now, this is carrying it too far. I've heard that Ricky Martin looks very attractive in high heels and pantyhose. But. You people are sick enough to worship a man that wears things like this. However, be it is tasteful. <laughs> okay. Um, did you see Les crack up though? Yeah. <laughs> Kessler Kessler looks creepy in the background. Here comes Gibson in throwing punches, but it's one on two. I thought the visual of nailing Gibson in the coffin was great. Yeah. Gibson got tired of hearing them talk about Morton and him, and he comes out and he tries to fight both of them, but he gets beat down. They then put him in the in the box and they start nailing it shut. Um, this is a um, whole territory wrestling gimmick. I don't know how else to say it, but they bury Gibson in in the crate and they start nailing it in place. It's amazing. Look at, I mean, we got Unibomb who's standing on the crate so that Gibson can't move the lid as he nails it down. And this poor kid is terrorized. Look at her. Mm. She's What's terrorized. Takesha? Stop, Doc. She's an African-American child. Do not make fun of her. I'm just as surprised that we saw one. Well, maybe there's, you know, African-Americans in this area. I can't remember when you did the demographics. But anyway, uh, they nailed... Do you, do, you want me, do you want me to pull them up real quick and we can Please do it? not. Please do not. Do not do it. Bobby comes out. Tracy comes out. Dirty White Boy comes out to save Gibson from getting nailed into the coffin. Doc, any other thoughts on this promo? No, I thought it was too slow, but it was good, and it was it ended great. It did. So we keep on moving. They then go to the next match. It is Killer Kyle versus Mike Mason for the Beat the Champ TV title. Kyle wins with which with what Dutch used to call the rub out. Remember that back mm. in the day, Doc? When uh, when Dutch would call the Kyle's finisher the rub out. 
<laughs> no, I didn't you don't, remember that, but now I didn't? do. You don't remember it? Here it is. He he used to call it the rub out, which was. I remember it now that you said it. Yeah. And then he pins the guy. It's one, two, three. Kyle retains the title. Any other thoughts? No, it was a decent match. Nothing much there. Yeah, ain't nothing much. I agree. We go to a promo with Boo Bradley. I actually don't have notes from it. Boo tells Kyle that they're going to go at it at Volunteer Slam and then finishes the promo with Eat Your Peas. And that's it. My note here was actually my note from last week. He's here longer than I remember. Boo? Yeah, I actually thought he was in over to ECW by now. Yeah, he he is, and he's he's got a he's got a little bit longer, not much, but he's got a little bit longer uh, at this point. Boo Boo's hanging in there, man. He's got some longevity in his promotion now. They cut a lot of promos from this dressing room. They sure did. Whenever, whenever they're there. Yeah, they did. You you'll notice the the, the red lockers. Many those are times or, over. all orange, aren't they? Uh, on my screen, they look. More orange. Well, they're reddish orange. They're neither. orange. Okay, blow me. How's that sound? All right, everybody, come in. Tell us what you think. Uh, no, don't. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not going to get into an argument with people about what color the lockers are. It doesn't matter. It does matter. We want to no. be factual, factually correct here. No. We go to a replay of Buddy versus Bobby Blaze when Buddy won the Smoky Mountain Heavyweight title due to the referee stoppage, and then they replay the promo of Buddy cutting uh, the the promo that Buddy cut after defeating Bobby. And then we go to the main event on this week's episode, which is Buddy Landell versus Bobby Blaze for the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Heavyweight title. God, we needed Hopper here for that little clip right there of those two broads that they show. Well, let's see him again. Okay, so I had to rewind. There they are. Oh, we need Hopper for two. that. We need Hopper for that. Okay, so here's a question. <laughs> Let's start responsibly. Wait, hold on. Yeah, because I don't how, know if they're... How old... I'm, I've, got a, I've got a line of questions here. But we're going to start at the start so that we can do this the right way. How old are we going to say those two girls are? I don't think they're 18, Doc. That looks like Reese Witherspoon on the right. Now, those girls are cheerleaders. They are smoking by now. Um, <laughs> they are They are the cream of the crop. Rise to the top. Never eat a pig because a pig is a cop. This but is considered gonna... prime rib in Smoky Mountain? Yeah, but we're going to tread lightly here because we're not sure if they're of... Well, what what state are we in? No, nah, I'm not commenting on it. I, I, I thought about it. There's no way they're... What, I don't think they're 18. What state are we in? Oh, we're in Carolina, North Carolina. North Carolina. So let's see. Age of consent. You're really going to look good. that up? And you're going to believe the internet? Yeah. 16. When, when you're... When... When they contact, when somebody complains, make sure your attorney's going to foot the bill for this one because I'm not getting into it. I, I, I don't I, care if it says 16. I'm not commenting. They do not look of age. Right. And that leads me to my next question. And it's not about them. So let's be clear. But you have some history here 
that you can add to this. You and I are treading very carefully. Harper wouldn't care. But you and I are treading carefully here because of the, <laughs> these girls' ages. But how did the boys in the locker room treat this situation? Oh, in, I, a sad, in a sad way, they, 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 weren't, they, they weren't worried about the age. Right. So, the majority. My question, so my question is, what percentage of the locker room was talking about the two girls over on the blah, blah, blah? And did you see them? What percentage 95%, of 95% with ease. Okay. How many of the boys made a run at that? Did somebody on the roster try to talk those two girls into something that night? One of the boys sent somebody out there to talk to these girls. Okay. That's what I, I'm not, I'm not saying that's right. We don't condone it here at BTT. These poor girls don't deserve that kind of treatment from adults, but I'm trying to figure out what goes on in the wrestling business. Cause I think our people, I think our listeners would care about that. And we're going to suggest just to keep the boys all above the table. This was a, doesn't make it right, but it was a different time. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm staying clear of it, but I answered doc's questions and we'll leave yeah. it at that. Yeah, we'll we'll now gracefully sidestep <laughs> that now. So let's keep moving. Would, oh, now look at these two. That's children too, Doc. Yeah, I'm not talking about them in a sexual way. I'm just talking about the the diabetics that they're the insulin and the cost of insulin that they now need. You're going to hell. That they are even younger. Uh, that, there's nothing sexual. That that thing on the right. Oh had God. type two and needs insulin and that shit's expensive. Okay. That's a future um, Marge. Okay. I'm not commenting. I'm leaving those children alone. And look at that little swell fella. He's cheering. He's happy to see the wrestling. That little okay. fella had Mountain Dew in his bottle instead of milk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's keep going. We got Buddy versus Bobby here, and I—I I mean, I've got the close of it, but I don't know what. Did okay, you, what so did you I think had a, I had a thought here. I think, and I can't—I don't know this, and I'm not going to go look it up. But I, my sense is is that Buddy had a little bit of ring rust when he came into the promotion, like he hadn't been wrestling in a while. Can't confirm that. His physique also wasn't that great. He had a little extra pounds. I thought in this match it was the first time I looked at him and said it looks like he's worked himself back into a little bit better shape physically and he looks smoother in the ring than he did when he came back. So maybe knocked off some ring rust and got in a little bit better shape working a lot. Possible? Mm, yeah. It's hard to tell, but And it's possibly. not like he was fat or bad. But but he there. but he was working. It wasn't like he was just sitting at home doing nothing. I don't want to give the impression of that, I, I've talked to him about that. He, he, he's he been working. Who? Bobby. I meant Buddy. Oh. Well, I don't think Buddy... No, are you saying from the time Buddy came in to now? Yeah. yeah. He's lost uh, a few pounds. He's looking a little slimmer. And he's smoother in the ring to me. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I, I can't say either or. I thought you were talking about Bobby. My bad. Buddy. Okay. 
Bobby, buddy, it's close. Buddy ultimately cheats to win when he hits Bobby with the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Heavyweight Belt. But, of course, Mark Curtis, because that's what you did in Southern Wrestling, is distracted and doesn't see it. So Buddy retains the title. And that was my main note. It wasn't a terribly long match uh, at all. I mean, they, they only went for a few minutes. So, I don't know. Doc, what did you have from this? Uh, my thing was is that it was a good match. I mean, I liked it. It To me, it was a slow build to get into it, which, again, is fine. I'm not – it's not a criticism. It's just a, a an observation. Look at those folks. We're, uh, let me tell you back in my day. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, the thing the thing here for me is that Bobby has elevated himself into a position and the promotion has elevated him into a position where he doesn't look out of place in these matches. Not at all. He is so a legitimate champion for the promotion and you know, he's not Buddy Landell. He's not Jerry Lawler. He, and he but, would be the first to admit that. Right. But he has, he has, he earned what he earned. I don't think anything was given to him. You know, we got to remember, he, he, this thing about him winning the title is, remember, he came into the promotion years ago and he became beat the champ title. He upset the dirty white boy. So, I mean, that, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. So you got all that history of, of Bobby. It's not like he just walked in, fought Lawler, and won the title. You've got you've got previous historical value in him as a as a wrestler. He didn't just become champion. He he was a champion prior to, albeit the, the the TV champ. Still, there's some there's some history there and some legacy there with him when it comes to it. Again, I'm not telling you he's Budro. I'm not telling you he's Lawler. I'm not telling you he's he's those folks. But look. And you tell me Bobby Blaze is Smoky Mountain champion. You know what champion of Smoky Mountain that I'm going to put below Bobby? Primetime Brian Lee was not as good as Bobby Blaze. Especially as a baby face. Now, it might be controversial, but I'm going to put Bobby above him. If I, if I were to rank SMW heavyweight champs, maybe we'll do that when we get to the end of this thing. I don't know. You disagree with me? No, I just want, I, you know, you're not used to coming out hot and strong on things. So it's just interesting to see you actually have an opinion about something. Vete a la mierda, pendejo. Buddy Landau right, is going to come. Well, we're going to need you to get on the other side of that wall, son. <laughs> you got to stop. Let's go to Buddy Landell after his match. Buddy is, um, yeah, let's go to Buddy. He's got a promo he's going to cut. And uh, let's see what he's got to say. Joining me on the set here, Nature Boy Buddy Landell is Smoky Mountain Heavyweight Champion. Well, you got by Bobby Blaze and you won a dollar. Let me tell you something. I put everything that I own up tonight in the middle of that ring to prove a point that I don't need a referee giving me the belt on a decision. I can beat Bobby Blaze any day of the week. He's a puke from Ashland, Kentucky. But let me tell you something. Because of the kind-hearted guy that I am, I'm going to go out and find you a car, Bobby Blaze, so your old lady ain't got to carry you on her back anymore. Number one. Number two, next week on TV, Bobby Fulton has come out here and challenged me to a title shot. Well, Bobby Fulton, that quick, boy, that's how quick it's going to be. 
what you're saying is next week here, next you'll week. put this title up on the line against Bobby Fulton. I'm not going to be a closet champion like the dirty white boy and Bobby Blaze. I'm going to put it up against anybody that wants to wrestle me, and I'll do it on television next week. And oh yeah, Steve Armstrong, you think you're 100%? I'm going to slap the figure four on you and go you through you like wind through a goose, brother. It's going to be Bobby Blaze, Bobby Fulton, Steve Armstrong, and whoever else wants a piece of the nature boy. Because i got some big fish to fry. And I'm going to bring a lot of recognition to this belt right here and give it what it's supposed to be. A main event title. Something that the dirty white boy and Bobby Blaze has tried to destroy here in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. But you've got a true champion now, and his name is the Nature Boy, Buddy Landell. And there you hear it from the Smoky Mountain champion, Buddy Landell. We're about out. So the best part about that is not that next week Landell is going to fight Fulton. The best part about that, and we talked about this and hinted at it in the last couple weeks, is he's going to buy Bobby Blaze a car so Bobby's wife won't need to carry him on her back. And I think that's what's great, and that's what we got coming up in the next few weeks. Doc, your thoughts? Yeah, that was a great line. I like how he didn't bring up pulling a gun on Fulton. So now I'm really wondering about it. He no-sold it. Way to no-sell yeah. the pistol. Smart advice. Yes. Uh, and then I didn't know that we were doing anything with Steve Armstrong, but okay, that's fine too. And then I like the fact that he said it's time to make this a main event title. That's awesome, too, because it's pushing himself like he's the guy to do that. So I thought this was a really, really good promo. I thought, um, you know, Nature Boy is a buddy is a natural for the championship. I, I'm a little, you know. He, he was probably in the hunt conceptually to get the title the first time, but was you know the one worst enemy thing probably took him out of the discussion. Yeah, he definitely would have been champion sooner if he wouldn't have um, sang Moon River and played around with Tim Horner at the <laughs> at. Uh... I think that might have been Summer Bash where that happened. I can't remember back in 92. But uh, he definitely would have been in a title hunt much sooner than he was. He, much sooner than than now. I mean, let's be real. Corny's even said that. You know, Bad Buddy was Bad Buddy. He had to go away for a while. We brought him back when he was Good Buddy, and he was on. And he's on his game here, and this was really good. I think he made some great points on that promo right there. Fantastic stuff right there. All right, we're going to do disability checks. Before we do so, the holidays are here. Please make sure you are using the Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. Like Doc said a few weeks back, don't just tell your broads and hoes and wives and side pieces to use it. Actually put it in the browser and tell them and have them use it and shop and bookmark it. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. It is a great way to support this show without spending anything extra. Doc, how many disabilities? They'll tell you, well, this hold on. They'll tell you they did it too. You got to watch them do it. You got to do it for them. They'll tell you, oh, yeah, I did that. And they didn't. They think that you won't check it. If you want to help out our show without having to do anything else, you need to grab these broads by the hand, walk them through the process, and then uh, dick them down, maybe. Well, um, have you gotten, have you started your Christmas shopping yet? Is that a joke or are you trying to be serious? Well, I mean, as we record, we're uh, about nine weeks out from uh, Christmas, man. It's coming. 
What are you going to no, do? I haven't. I haven't, and I will not. You, you're not. You don't get Sasha anything. Yeah, it's called shopping online. I don't. I don't. I don't have to go to a freaking retail store. I could see a lot of things in this world, but the menace in your dumb hat walking around the mall is not one of them. Okay. Disability checks. You want to give any out? Well, are you going to come with me on this? Disability checks? Yeah, you're going to grade this thing? I don't know. Give me yours first. Let's see. Jesus. What a you're a curmudgeon. That's okay. the problem. I mean, we're here to have fun, right? And I had fun at the at the t- to the tune of eight out of ten. Give me an eight. Good episode. All right, give me an A. Get a solid A. How's that an sound? An A. Yeah. Are you sure about that? Solid A. Solid A. All right, we got to do the government cheese award. But before we give out the government cheese, if you're not a patron, reward yourself for Christmas, the holidays, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. Kwanzaa. Whatever you celebrate, reward yourself and give yourself the gift of our Patreon membership at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Get access to our Jim Crockett Promotions pay-per-views, the Clash of Champions, the World Class Shows, and over 200-plus episodes up on our Patreon. Just exclusive for Patreon members at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Let me tell you how this is going to go. You boys... And girls out there got about another six and a half, six months before we get to start doing more patron stuff that's going to be more fun, but it's going to be patron stuff. So there it is. When Smoky Mountain's done, we're going to be have more time to do miscellaneous stuff for these patrons. That's going to be fun, isn't it? I think so. I mean... Look, we've we've been real about this. Um, it's been a struggle, especially lately, uh, with, um, with I'm having with what I'm having to juggle personally, uh, and it's been really hard to keep up with two, and you know, on, only having one show on the main feed, and then it, it'll free up time, and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot easier personally and for that's for both doc and i i don't think people realize the time commitment that i don't think people care they just want the show and that's fair i mean i don't care how long it takes conrad to do his eight shows a week i just want to hear a couple of them but so i'm not going to say you're in here trying to get sympathy from these people i'm just telling you that we said once again to get us over and you stop crying like a little bitch that we made a commitment to to cover Smoky Mountain from start to finish, and that's exactly what we're damn sure going to do. But when it's over, it's over. <laughs> You're right, Mister Heel. All right, government government cheese award. Um, I'm going with Budro. I, I, that promo at the end, I, I really, really loved it. Uh, and and it's he hard. Was, it's hard because the thugs were phenomenal with that first promo. But yeah. He Buddy was awesome. Man, Buddy is Buddy's got the 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 all the profile of a champion, and he does everything you want him to do. Yeah. But Tracy said thugs for the first time, and that shit. I'll never forget the first time I saw that shit, and it was like, man, I came unglued. <laughs> that shit when he said, "Cause thugs can't spell." That's the line of lines, man. The first time you hear it, you're like, Jesus Christ, these two hillbillies. 
Yeah, it, so. it, 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 it makes your ears perk up. You're like, what, 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 wait, what? <laughs> Great. What else you got, Doc? She is for jail. Damn. So I'm giving um, it to Tracy because uh, that line um, is super special. I agree. All right, before we get out of here, special shout-out to uh, the Kingpin Brian Malonis. Actually, Brawler Brian Malonis from ROH and Mike Crockett. They do their show, The Wrestling Wait, Podcast, what about nothing. He's not the Kingpin anymore? God, he hasn't been the Kingpin for a long time. Where have you been? But you don't. Uh, you, you haven't been watching ROH, so I don't blame you. Yeah, you know, him and he and uh, Beer City Bruiser have been tag champs for a while. They're probably, as of us recording this, are like the number one contenders for the uh, ROH tag titles. But they changed their name. It's uh, Brawler Brian Malonis and uh, the Beer City Bruiser. They're called the Bouncers, which they've been the Bouncers for a while now. But uh, they're, they're, they're making some hay in, in that promotion. The biggest tag team in ROH history, literally. I mean, they are that's too that's a lot of beef in that ring when they were in there um anyway check out the wrestling podcast about nothing on mondays they talk classic and current stuff and check out our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast with joe Murata and michael quinn the northern version of btt slightly classier a little bit more professional but still fun nonetheless so check them out they support us so please support them and with that said uh doc you got anything else before we get out of here hmm. i don't know do you want to talk about fantasy football teams tired man we just cut three episodes so that we can fit things into our schedule and uh, i'm feeling energized let's do a fourth episode right <laughs> i'm tuckered out brother <laughs> look you're not a 60 minute man i get it maybe we should get out of here i always like to flip the script on people so mike why don't you hit the tagline and get us on out of here book it bitch out of here i need to give a special shout out to all of our patrons out there thank you for your patronage your show or your your patronage is the reason this show keeps on going man i gotta tell you it uh it makes it all worthwhile so thank you for your support if you're appreciative to this eight free shows that we are kicking out every single month and have done so for almost four years now of of this 
as far as the eight free shows, we've done the show for four and a half years. But thank you. We appreciate it. And I want to give a special shout out to some Hall of Fame patrons out there. Lee Russell, thank you very much. MDQ for life. George Davis, uh, that's MDQ, MDQ for life on Twitter, for being F-O-R. Kevin Carter, George Davis, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Swayzo, Christopher Champer, Will Hartke, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunife, and Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, Laurent Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott at GA Russell Note on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, Half Pints Point, Keep Cutting Those Promos Kid, Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Hall of Fame, who's a, who's a, one of our big-time Hall of Fame patrons, along with Kyle Riley and Disrespectfully Classy Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, The Great John Dean at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn at Ryan and Auburn, Good Old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, David DeVries, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich at Spy Boy Sports Cap on Twitter, Ari Miller 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman 822, Marty Howell, T Hog 94, God Bold Unreal. Thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons. And before we get out of here, shout out to the Bottom Line cast and my friends Mike Prue and JV. They do the ECW show on the Patreon feed at the $5 tier. So make sure you check that show out as Patreon members. They do a great job, along with hosting their own show called the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, where they are chronicling the Career of Stone Cold Steve Austin, month by month and on a weekly basis. So make sure you check them out. Uh, they're at the Bottom Line Cast on Twitter and just search Bottom Line Cast wherever you get your podcast from. Thanks, you guys. I appreciate it. Thanks to all the patrons out there, Hall of Fame patrons, and everyone who supports this show. You guys are the best. And as Harper always says when he gets out of here, book it, bitch.